know it was my friend Kenny's birthday party about a month ago. I must say it was pretty fun. My three friends and Miguel, Kenny and I went over to his party at his house. We went there on a Friday and stayed over there for all the night. We played video games, ate cake, and both all drank a crap ton of soda. This was fun and short all until three o'clock in the morning when his dad finally told us to lie down and fall asleep. We did not the first thing, but not the second. We got us some sleeping bags out and just talked for another hour or so. We joked around, talked about some stuff, and then the topic of the Windigo came up. The Windigo is a cannibal demon from Native American mythology. I wrote, I wrote a scary story about it in my creative writing class in school. Let my friends read the story. The day before they said it was a scary, but I figured they were more scared by the picture the cover than the actual story. The picture sure was frightening. It showed a portrait of Windigo, the skull-like head of a deer placed on a human-like bird bed all body with long narrow arms and fingers and crouching long legs with hooves like a horse. The body looked like it was rotting away as if the windigo was a corpse. It had a blood dripping from its long sharp teeth. In a girl loved the fact that the windigo scared Cody and Candon so much he basically teased them in the back. Other night, but is coming to possess them, turning them into cannibalistic spirits. Shut up, they would tell him a week, and seriously wake up that. What you are scared of, he would taunt them at them. I thought the entire thing was really funny, as of course there was no such thing as a windigo. But I could tell that they were getting even more afraid. Once Camden looked to the window without blinds covering it, through thought the window would stare at him through the window. He was too scared to actually get up and shut the blinds, though. So I did. And the wick, I continued to tease them while he got his laptop and Google Images Windigo. Then he went onto the Wikipedia page for Windigo. He read aloud all the cultures in which Windigo myth appeared shared a belief humans could turn into windigos if they ever resorted to communism or eternally became possessed by the demonic spirit of a windigo after a dream. What's a demonic spirit? And I asked, and taunting, watching the taunted unfold, it will Google there, he found out that a demonic spirit is like a ghost, except... It can possess your body and have control over your actions. He also found out if you say demon's name out aloud, you will summon it. You have made it its duty to possess you. Well, if that's what's true, Ekrell said when he went to go, when, when, to go, when he went to go, Wendy, to go, Wendy, go, Wendy, Wendy, go. Come and get me, Windu and Grizz, shut up, Cody and Caden both. So both of them, the verger thrown something at his face. I interjected, you guys, the Windigo is fake now. Shut up and go to sleep. Whatever, I am tired anyway, Equal said. He yawned and we fell asleep.
The next morning, I woke up and went to the bathroom. Nobody was up yet. I decided I would eat some cake for yesterday for breakfast. I went to the fridge and got some. As soon as I turned around, I let out a frightened screech and wreck and was up and was in my face. Whoa, he scared me there, I said. No response. He just gave a face, a chilling face. His eyes were sunken in. He gave me a non-smiling, wide-eyed, pale look. I sat down at the table and ate the cake. Soon, Ian, Cody, and Caden came, showed me a few, showed up a few hours later. My mum picked me up and I went home that night. I went to bed afraid of my windigo. I remembered what Inukul said. I became increasingly more and more frightened. Eventually, I gained enough confidence to finally sit up in my bed and say it doesn't exist, so I'm going to say his name, Windigo, Windigo, Windigo. A few times, seconds later, passed. I see Taylor there. There's no Windigo. I told myself. Then I heard a scratching at my door, bedroom door. It started out barely audible before it became louder and louder and louder. Oh, God. Oh, my God. What have I done? Scratching noise was so loud I thought that it was going to break down my door, wherever it was. Finally, I got out of my bed and approached the door. As I started walking towards him, my scratching got louder and louder. My hand inches away from the knob was hesitant to open the door. From the time my hand was inches away, when I finally opened the door, felt like an eternity. I twisted the knob slowly and slammed the door open. And I didn't see anything. I heard a barking noise and I looked down and I saw my bulldog fat chops relieved and led the dog into my room. On Monday, I returned to school. My school is a charter school that has dress code, and on that particular day, I received a detention for forgetting to wear my belt. The next day, I had soccer practice, so I knew I had to serve it that day. The the day went on normally, but at three o'clock, I had to go to Mrs. Foster's room to serve my my detention. The day went in the room with her. After a few minutes, she told me she had to go somewhere really quick. Okay, I said. About a minute later, I saw Equil outside the door and he came in. Oh, what's up? I said, glad that he was there. He looked at me with the same pale face he had given me earlier, but this sunk a nice a neutral expression. Are you... Are you okay, Jude? I said. No. Response. Hello. Music. He got up and went to the corner of the room. And in just there, and Rick, I said, growing more and more uneasy, and Rick, 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 Rick
Jude, just try to scare me. All of a sudden, he put his face up at the ceiling and started to transform into a hideous, pale-skinned, jagged, toothed creature. Afraid, started, slowly moving backwards. I broke the windows in the classroom and ran out of there. Next, at the school, were some trees, and I thought I could hide from him. I ran probably a hundred feet to get into the trees. As soon as I got into the foliage, I hid behind a tree trunk that was wider than me. I was afraid to look back at the school, but slowly I turned my head to walk backwards. I was hesitant, too. I wanted to see if he was still following me. As soon as my eyes were facing about towards the school, I was face to face, and the team and I ran further into the trees. They were covering up the sun, so it got darker. The air was very humid, yet cool breezes came by. Eventually, I think I lost him. It felt like I'd been running from a demon for hours or enough. I looked to my watch, and it was already seven o'clock. Even though I had lost my pursuer, I still hit my fingernails in terror. Finally, I got out of my forest. The trees led me to a road. It lit with one street light. The road only had a few houses on it. I started waking down the road, looking down. When I raised my head, I saw under the street light my bulldog, fat chops, a renter, and started petting her. It was a good girl. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I said in a baby voice. What? Are you doing down there, fat chops, huh? What are you doing? She started whimpering. I looked behind me, thinking that maybe she was whimpering because something out of my field of vision. I was hesitant to look back, but I slowly turned my head and saw nothing. Oh, it's okay, girl. I'm reassured her. I started walking down the road as spare chops followed, and as I started getting further away from the streetlight, he got darker and darker. Eventually, I saw another streetlight. Still, I kept on walking and saw another light further down. Finally, I passed five of these posts, and underneath the light looked. At the time, only my watch, it was nine o'clock. I had been on the road for two hours. I started running in a hurry and looked behind me a badge. Oops, was nowhere to be seen, so I started running back, looking for a dog. Fat chops, I would call out fat chops. As I went under another streetlight, I looked at my watch. It's twelve o'clock. That seemingly short period the time was three hours. I went up to the light pole and saw a missing poster. Me past the street lights I looked at the house in front of it. Exactly like the houses I saw before. They started running as fast as I could. I got to the next street light, checked the time and saw it was ten one o'clock in the morning. 
You know it felt like five seconds I had passed. I ran further, and eventually the streetlights came closer and closer. Together, I looked it down on my watch. Each minute passed in fraction of a second. Finally, my clock read 3 a.m. and stopped. It was the devil's hour. Suddenly, I tripped on something and fell down the street as I regained my footing. I looked down the street and saw a pair of very tall legs. As I looked up, I saw they were connected to a skeleton like a body. Its long arms and slender fingers and on top of that body, the school-like head of a deer. Come here, it said, no, recipe devilish voice. My body froze and it started coming closer and closer and closer. It was right in my face, but then I regained my muscle moment. I felt back to the pavement, closed my eyes and just hoped I would make it out alive. As, as soon as I opened them, it was morning, and I walked back into my house. My mum sure was happy to see me. Taylor, we missed you so much. Where have you been? She said as I walked in it. It was hard to tell her the story about what happened, so I didn't do know where a girl is he's been missing too she told me i simply shook my head they never did find it a girl nobody knows what happened to him but i do the wendigo hasn't quit neither at night i constantly hear a whispering in my ear my window gets more not done I have nightmares about it, but if I can possess my demon dreams, I always wake up. I always fight for my body. Well, I'm not going to fight it for tonight. And not done dealing with Windigo.